Well, hello, and uh, welcome to uh, what is my first podcast as Pastor St. John Vianney. I've done these before, but uh, some folks had asked that I might uh, put my sermons on, and so I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to do a little bit more, give you a little bit of an introductory uh, introduction to these sermons. Uh, some will be longer than others. This one probably pretty short because of the fact that uh, the gospel for Corpus Christi Sunday uh, was one that was pretty straightforward, quite honestly. Uh, the gospel was from Mark, and um, the, of course, being Corpus Christi Sunday, uh, we, all, we all understand exactly what this is about, the body, blood, soul, divinity of Christ. And um, for this sermon, instead of really doing any kind of exegetical approach to what is the gospel, I simply took one little phrase, this is my body. And for Corpus Christi, you know, there's not a lot more um, that uh, is more important than knowing this is the body of Christ. And so that's really where I took off with the sermon um, for this week. So uh, if you have any questions on uh, any of the preaching, any of the podcast, don't hesitate to uh uh, shoot me an email. It's included on my blog, uh, but it is fatherfr.scott.wooten, that's W-O-O-T-E-N, at ordinariat.net. There are many things we choose not to believe in. Girl, we, we are a skeptical society. I mean, how many times have you seen in the news, or maybe not in the news, but how many times have you seen just in all sorts of publications people questioning the moon landing? That was all done on a movie set. We all know that. Well, how about the assassination of John Kennedy? I mean, a presidential assassination, and honestly, there are too many theories to list on how much skepticism there is on the idea that it was just one shooter on the top of one building. You know, I tell you, I spent uh, two years ago at a Christmas party, no less, an hour with uh, my cousin's husband talking and debating whether or not the earth is round. I kid you not. He was quite certain that the earth was flat and he had all these theories on why we had been lied to all this time as far as the earth being round. I mean, I went into pilots, to astronauts. It just went on for a long, long time. We are a skeptical society. But here we are at Corpus Christi, the celebration of Christ being with us. with us in a special way, with us in the Blessed Sacrament. Now, this feast was created in 1264. It was to be a feast to celebrate, to go alongside of Maundy Thursday. But quite honestly, Maundy Thursday is in the middle of Lent. And so the celebration there is rather subdued. And so the church wanted a feast to celebrate so that we could have a true feast and celebrate the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. 
And this would usually back in back in, in, in 1264, since the world was Catholic, this would be a feast where they would go out into the town, that they would take the the, the very body of Christ out in the monstrance and and prayed about the town, blessing everybody that was in the streets, everybody's houses, just taking one grand parade. Today we do a lot of the same. We do indeed take Christ out of the church. Today, here at St. John Vianney, we may not go outside the church since we're kind of in the middle of, uh, well, where the fields surround us, um, we are going to take it up and up, up, take him up and down the aisles, blessing each and every one of us. But you know, one thing we have to make certain of, do we all believe in the body, blood, and soul divinity of Christ? After all, we are a skeptical society. We've all heard of the numbers of Catholics that simply don't believe in the real presence. I spent 20 years pleading for Protestants to believe. And quite honestly, you have to understand that as a Protestant, as a pastor, obviously reading through John chapter 6, just for starters, and saying, oh my goodness, this is, Jesus did intend on the sacrament of the Eucharist to be his true presence. And we could go off on a whole nother sermon about the fact that I was an Episcopal priest at the time, uh, not valid orders, yes, yes, but we're not going to go down that rabbit trail. Nonetheless, when I saw that, I had to begin preaching on the real presence because Scripture clearly says that it is. I mean, it all comes back from the Old Testament the Old Testament is not something that is just old and, and should be put away. Absolutely not. Old Testament is the word of God. God does not change Old Testament to New Testament. All of the Old Testament is foreshadowing the New Testament. And Moses and the Israelites believed. They had real blood sprinkled on them. We see in today's Old Testament reading that Moses, to remind the Israelites of the covenant that was made between them and God, that blood was literally sprinkled on them, real blood. Oaths oath back then were made in blood. It was the blood of the covenant that Moses shared with all the Israelites. Now, this was not lasting, obviously. The sacrifice had to be performed regularly. It was kind of a messy thing, but Every time you sinned, you offered an animal up at the temple, and that animal was slaughtered and sacrificed, and this would go on and on. But we have to ask, why blood? Well, blood is pretty much our life force. You know, people, and we all see, people live great lives without arms. They live per perfectly able lives without legs. They live without organs, vital organs. I once sat by a man's bed that did not have a heart in his body. It's amazing. Hearts, lungs, all of this can either be transplanted or actually can be outside for a time of the body. And we still live and we can still talk. And it's amazing. But take out half your blood 
and we're not having a conversation because you take out half the blood and pretty much you're in bad shape. In ancient times, blood was used to seal deals. It was a sign that the two had become brothers. And God wants that closeness, that level of trust, that level of belief. Jesus, God the Son, came to be with us, beginning the new covenant. Emmanuel, God with us. He comes in humility, again condescending to be with us, humbling himself to be born of a virgin. To those who came to him in humility, miracles happened. You know, before each and every Eucharist, before before we actually partake in the body and blood of Christ, we say, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my soul shall be healed. For 1,500 years, this was a Christian's prayer before receiving, humbly receiving Jesus in the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist. But then the Reformation. The Reformation came and all of that got erased. We lost our sense of the holy. Churches became simply meeting places, auditoriums, and not sacred spaces. You know, it amazes me when people from Protestant religions come into a Catholic church and they'll they'll walk around and they'll kind of stop and look at me and say, you know, something is just very holy about this place. And of course, I'll point right to the tabernacle. It's because we have Jesus right here, very real and very present. And of course, then, the, I don't know, you know, but their feelings betrayed them. They felt God. They felt that presence. They felt that holiness. It's not simply an auditorium that we worship in. It is a church. It is God's church, and he is truly there. Too many of our brethren have lost the idea of Christ's real presence, and they've lost the idea of anything being holy or set apart for God and for God alone. They will say, well, the word is all we need, and we'll find God in Scripture. And though obviously that Scripture is inspired by God, but how much more can you find God when you are face-to-face with him in the Blessed Sacrament? But quite honestly, as they say, well, the word is all we need. Well, then let's read that word. Proof that God has always been with us, first in the Ark of the Covenant, Old Testament, next in the Sacrament. John chapter 6, verse 53. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Some would change these words to mean other things. Change the gospel for their own disbelief. Paul said quite clearly to the Galatians, as we have said before, Paul says, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to that which you received, let him be accursed. 
This is a serious warning to all those who would say, oh, well, of course, he says body and blood like 50 times in John chapter 6. And when the disciples say, wait a minute, Jesus, you're losing, you're losing disciples here by the, by the truckload. You're losing people are going away. We need to maybe, you know, kind of soften up on that body and blood. He says, no, no, no. And he says it again and again and again, just so they realize, no, this is my body and this is my blood. And to all those who would say, well, he was talking about the church or he was just talking about something else out there are some who just don't talk about the chapter at all. We need to heed Paul's warning. If you're preaching a gospel contrary to that which you have received, let him be accursed. That's serious. Why are we so skeptical? We read God's word throughout the entire Bible. We see God is always truly there with us. All through the Old Testament, God is with man. Whether it be with Abraham as his family left and went to the promised land, whether it be with Moses, whether uh, before Moses it was Noah, but to the prophets, God being with them, with David, God's with them in the temple. He's always there present. Why in New Testament time would God all of a sudden say, well, you know, I was with those people, all with my people all the time in the Old Testament, but, you know, it's New Testament time. I'm going to back off. Well, just we'll just give them a book and, and I'm going to go to the far edge of the galaxy and just kind of hover out there and we won't be with man. No, of course not. Of course not. God wants to be with us. And he is through the body and the blood. If we today came before the blessed sacrament in humility, truly believing, where will God take us? What heights will we see? What glories lie for us to behold? What miracles will we witness? God is present here and now. He has humbled himself to dwell with us. Approach him with a humble spirit and just believe. If you do this, God will never leave you. Amen.